0: Welcome to the Aggie Parent and Family Podcast. I'm your host, Isaiah Jones. Uh, Today is our first episode, and I'm here with Norm Jones. Uh, Norm is an emeritus professor of history and religious studies at Utah State University. And he has spent his whole career uh, also looking at the question of learning and what makes an educated person. Um, For 40 plus years, uh, he headed the history department. He founded uh, the Religious Studies and Classics program. Um, He also taught several students, several thousand students and he was honored as Teacher of the Year both in 1982 and 2018. Uh, He chaired the Regents and, I guess, chairs the Regents and General Education Task Force uh, for 21 years, and he also uh, has led the Utah's What is an Educated Person Conference. Um, He's a veteran of National Higher Education Boards and Committees. Uh, He chairs the AP Higher Education Advisory Committee of the College Board and he has been honored nationally and internationally for his leadership on undergraduate curricula. Norm, it's great to have you on the podcast. How are you doing?
1: I'm great, it's it's nice to be here. And Isaiah, I think we should start out by saying that you were my student, but you're not my relative.
0: (laughs) Oh good, yeah, that's a good point. Um, I always have to remember that. Um, Although I think at this point we've known each other for a while now, uh, I think we are relatives. We Uh, are. (laughs) So tell me kind of what you've been up to. Uh, It sounds like uh, you retired from the rumors.
1: Well, the rumors are right. I I retired from USU a month ago, but I'll be teaching again in the spring, so retirement is a fairly relative (laughs) concept. (laughs) But I'm still passionately engaged on the state level uh, and the national level and international level in conversations about how do we educate people, how do we do it efficiently, But, but part of that is knowing what it is you're trying to achieve when you say you're getting to college education, what is one. So that's what really has been driving that part of my career, that question.
0: That's great, and I, I can attest, uh, you you definitely are one of the, the greatest professors I've ever had. Um, so I don't imagine that you've been relaxing too much, although uh, you have many talents, as our listeners probably already know. So today in our episode, we wanna talk about, uh, the, the topic is how to support your student at USU in becoming an educated person. Um, I know, Norm, that in October in 2018, uh, you gave a formal talk in Park City uh, and were a guest on Utah Public Radio where you discussed what it means to be an educated person in the 21st century. I thought that maybe we could segue to you know, what that looks like um, from a parent standpoint and uh, you know, how one can support their student in becoming an
1: educated person at USU.
0: So maybe we should start out by asking uh, how would you define an educated person uh, and student at USU?
1: Well, USU is a liberal arts institution, and like almost all American colleges and universities, it is trying to do two things at once. It's trying to give you a liberal education, and it will probably give you a major. But what I want to really stress here is that the education is not the major. (laughs) Something else is happening that is much larger. You may get in a major and graduate in a major, but what the university is also doing is preparing you for life. Um, If you think about what you've been doing up to the point you entered college, the student has been learning and learning and learning, and parents teach them all sorts of lessons, and high school tries to teach them things. That process is going to continue. Uh, Now the university is taking over, and the university is trying to prepare you to be a person who is well-educated in many ways, prepared to think critically, prepared to ask questions about, well, is that true? How would I know is that true? Where would I get the information that I need to solve this problem? Has this problem ever occurred to anyone else ever before? Is it just me? Uh, These are the sorts of things that, apart from the major, happen in your education. And that's why somewhere around a third of all your college degree is dedicated to what they call general education, is giving you the breadth. and the the skills that you use in life across all fields. I don't care what your major is, I don't care where you live, I don't care what your gender is, you're going to use these skills.
0: (laughs) Absolutely, absolutely. So how would you say, um, based on your years of expertise, um, how could a parent help in this process of a student um, becoming an educated person, as you described, (laughs) what sort of things can they do?
1: Well, I think the first piece of advice is relax (laughs) because when a student goes off to college and those of you who went to college, think about your own lives. When you went to college, did you have any idea of what you were going to do in life? Uh, I'm sure that your parents were worried about you, that they weren't sure that you were ready yet. They were afraid what you might get up to in the dorm. (laughs) 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 And, of course, that's because you as parents are remembering what you were like. Remember what your students are like. They're exploring. And the point of the university in the beginning is exploration. So, don't put pressure on your student to know what their major will be. They're going to discover that. Do support your student in that exploration process. Uh, realize that there are many things happening in college that are happening in the classroom. There are many things, often more important things, that are happening outside of the classroom. And let the student become who he or she is in the sense of exploring, exploring, learning, delighting, being disgusted, but coming out the other side going, I now have a sense of who I am, and that sense of who I am is going to direct the kind of occupational side of what happens in my degree. Uh, But that's another issue. Don't ask them what they're going to do with the degree. I'm a history professor. That's the common question. What do you do with a history degree? Well, what do you do with a history degree is whatever you decide to do with a history degree. But that's true of pretty much all degrees. There are very few degrees that give you direct access to any sort of a job, but the degree itself becomes, because you're educated, becomes the key to your future. So relax, let your student grow, encourage them to do things that challenge them, and just be there when it seems overwhelming and say, it's fine, you will succeed. The rest of us survive this, you're going to survive it too.
0: (laughs) Well, and as we told listeners, we we are related, so we had a very delightful (laughs) conversation um, outside of the show, and you were mentioning, and you've also talked about this um, on UPR, that the majors don't necessarily correlate to higher incomes over time. No. Can they, you tell us a little bit about that?
1: They, they, they don't. Uh, there are a lot of myths out there, and I think the myths are driven by the assumption about who wants to hire you. Uh, they, just this morning I was reading the, in the Chronicle of Higher Education a comparison of uh, earnings over lifetimes and there is almost well no statistically there is no difference between how much money you're going to make with a business major a liberal arts major a history degree a biology degree unless you're in a couple of very rare fields uh like petroleum engineers do okay (laughs) or at least they did but i'm not sure sure in the economy now if that's true Uh, so there, there are a few that you will start higher there are a few that you will start lower. Teaching is one of those where ac- across the board generally you don't make as much money in the beginning. But if you think about over a lifetime the major really makes very little difference in terms of your ability to make a living. What we do know is that the college degree makes a huge di- difference in your ability to make a living.
0: Yeah, that, that's super insightful. So I know at USU there is an exploratory Major option. Mm-hmm. Would you encourage um, parents to have their students stick with that and maybe how long or kind of how did that even come about?
1: Well, we have that precisely because, depending on wh- the time of the day, <laughs> a third of the students in the university aren't sure what their major really is. Sure. So there are those who declare, I'm going to become, and I In my experience, there are five things that the student knows they might become: a lawyer, a doctor, an engineer, a teacher, or a nurse. That's (laughs) right. That sounds about right. Or or go into business, but they don't—you know—business is an unidentifiable lump, so uh, that almost never works. To come in saying I'm going to major in this, because as they learn who they are, Mm -hmm. as they explore they discover more and more things that they might like to major in. So it doesn't hurt your student at all to be undecided and exploring for a while. Now, the, the trick is, of course, is that after a while, you have to say, well, are you ever going to graduate? <laughs> <laughs> and um, But most people will discover within a year, year and a half, something that catches their interest. Often, it's something that they were already interested in. But sometimes they discover that there are things out there they never imagined, never heard of. And they take one of those general education classes and go, wow, my (laughs) life has now changed. Uh, And they discover their passion. And then they they pursue that passion. So give them some space. Now if they never figure it out, they can still take a degree in, in liberal arts or something that is a compound degree of many things. So it's never going to be fatal if you get educated. The major is less important than that I am educated, I can do many things, I've got this skill set, I, I can live in a complex world, I can deal with global economy, I can do all these things. That's the question. So relax, <laughs> encourage them, support them, but don't worry too much if, it, if they're not real clear yet.
0: Yeah, that makes a lot of sense, and I know that uh, a lot of times, USU has done a, some very good initiatives uh, such as connections um, to kind of help the student navigate through the sort of big university mm-hmm. world. Are there any tips that you would give, um, other than the ones that you gave, on how parents can become educated on as well as to why their students are here? Um, mm-hmm. You know, as they're kind of going through things and learning and discovering, we know that that's oftentimes a sort of uh, tennis game, you know? where. <laughs> parents are at home sort of wondering too Mm -hmm. as their kid leaves they kind of have to ask oh well who am I when my student leaves off to college or a family member when they're now gone so do you have any you know tips or things you'd recommend for them to do to better educate themselves well
1: some of it is to ask why does the university do this to your student Mm. so uh, we we often get complaints from the students about, well, this general education, I don't know what it's for, they're making me take all these classes, and you as the parent can help, we as the university, a lot if you understand why the university has been doing this. You know, universities are the second oldest form of social organization we have in Western civilization. The oldest, of course, being the Catholic Church. Um, since the 12th century universities have been trying to figure out how to create these educated people So your student may come home and say they're making me take the stupidest class. I have ever seen and You might say well that seems stupid to me, too But if you ask yourself or maybe ask them to learn mm-hmm. why is it the university is asking you to do this? That that will help both of you and uh, and a, a, another thing that you have to be prepared for and aware of is that traditional age university students often come home with some really funny ideas. <laughs> 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 and, uh, uh, that's them learning things that are exciting. Absolutely. It doesn't mean that, that they become aliens and <laughs> will never ever be able to speak to you again, but it does mean that they are testing themselves, which often feels like testing the parents. So relax and say, you know, well, when I was your age, I had funny ideas too. <laughs> <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> but that's how, how you learn. I mean, if they come home and they say, I'm learning this, and, and this is really exciting and strange and weird, and I love it, and it frightens you as a parent, back up and say, why did the university expose them to this? It's not the university is trying to convert them to it. It's the university is saying you need to know that people out there think in a different way. And that's okay, because you need to know that. Right. So... So understand the purpose of the education that's going into your student. that, the, that Your student is changing; they're going to take out some of that change, on you <laughs> doesn't mean that it's bad. Sure.
0: No, that's I think that's really sound advice, and you know you had alluded to, and we'll put this in the show notes for everybody. Uh, Norm's talk for uh, UPR, but you had talked a lot about how we, um, you know, who goes to college is changing. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. from gender to, to race, uh, different groups, cultural groups, and so it kind of raises the question it seems, um, you know, what does a, a, an educated, you know, parent or family member look like um, mm-hmm. in the 21st century? You know, someone who's first generation or, mm-hmm. you know, doesn't have any background um, in university or college settings. Uh, what would you say or, or, you know, what is that look like what can they you know what can those sorts of people do parents and family members at home to Mm
1: -hmm.
0: it's kind of related to the other question but yeah what does it look like
1: yeah so who is educated today is so different than it used to be Um, you know in 1900 four percent of the american population went to higher education now it's about 60 percent in 1970 20 percent of the student population was female Now, it's 56% of the student population is female. Uh, and We can go right down the list. I mean, the, the, the people of all races and ethnicities are now participating in higher education at much, much higher rates than they were 30 years ago, 50 years ago, certainly 100 years ago. So when we think about who is getting educated, Mm -hmm. uh, you have to say the entire United States population has an access to education and is increasingly are taking it. Um, And that means that the curriculum also starts to reflect their needs. So that that changes education as you have different kinds of people who are in the system. It doesn't mean that they aren't getting educated, but it means that the system has to respond to their needs. So uh, it doesn't It certainly means that everybody can go, that everybody should go, uh, that there is no barrier saying you shouldn't be in college because you're X. You know, Uh, I'm so old now I can remember when women really were being told, well, you know, teaching, nursing, and how is your typing? Uh, (laughs) that, That hasn't happened for a very long time, and it's less and less true all the time for everybody. We need educated people of all kinds, and uh, so it's like, y'all come. <laughs>
0: <laughs> sure, sure. Uh, yeah, and that, you know, that you, I could probably pull it from your previous answers, but, um, you know, if you could tell a uh, parent or family member, especially those who, you know, it's their first student who's uh, come to college, you know, something to that they could do throughout the process, that four-year process, five, six uh-huh. in some cases, um, what would it be? Something to try to do? I know you said you know to relax, but mm-hmm. for someone who's really new, is there anything that they can actively be doing to be a part of the university community?
1: Yes, uh, there there are. I mean, you can participate with your student. Your student may not want you to participate <laughs> because we all know what young people are like. Uh, but yes, you can become involved, and and you can you can do all sorts of things. You know, come up, go to a football game. Right. <laughs> Nothing more beautiful than <laughs> a fall day in Logan, Utah. Right. <laughs> but Um, But learn with them. I I think that's maybe the most exciting part of it is learn with them. And you, if you've gone to college yourself, you may be rummaging around in the attic in your head going, (laughs) I remember something about that. Uh, But it's an opportunity for you to grow as well. And uh, so if if you grow with them in this kind of community mutual learning, it it will be great. I had a student once who, who wrote me and she said, Thirteen years ago, I was in your class, and you said something I never have understood. But now I'm trying to explain it to my seventh grader. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's great! And, and it was a double teaching moment. You know, I got to try and teach her again what it was I tried to teach her all those years ago. Uh, but she clearly was was engaged in helping her student learn, and you can be engaged in helping your student learn as well. So so take an interest and take an interest and learn with them.
0: That's amazing. Um, What about, would you recommend uh, that these parents and family members reach out uh, to the different alumni types of events and so forth?
1: Yes, yes. Um, I've been holding focus groups, Mm. uh, bringing together groups of students that I taught many years ago. And uh, it's been really fascinating to say, well I haven't seen you since you were 21, but tell me about your life. in a sense, it's been a fabulous conversation because they shared the USU experience. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they've also now got enough life under their belt that they can look back and they can say, well, this is what it did for me, and this is how my folks helped me um, or sometimes hindered me. Uh, but, but it brings perspective to the, what you were going through. And so, yeah, reach out to the alumni groups. And, and of course, the alumni groups are also fantastic networks. Um, Isaiah, who's interviewing me, became my student because I was talking to his parents, <laughs> <There>. <laughs> who are alumni. <laughs> and they said, you ought to meet our son. <laughs> so, and that we were related. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> so it's, it uh, is always good to, to be in conversation with the other uh, alumni. And, of course, then you probably will meet people who remember things that you remember. Mm -hmm. They too, if if they went to Utah State and you went to Utah State, there'll be all sorts of stuff, but people of a generation also share. So it's great to do.
0: Well that's fantastic.
1: Well it's that
0: part of the show where we answer one of the parent questions that we have, or a frequent question that we get in our office in orientation, Mm -hmm. and Norm, the question is this, Uh, my student wants to live on campus what are the benefits to that as it relates to becoming an educated person?
1: Well, that's a great question. Um, one of the things that makes Utah State unique, actually distinct in a lot of ways, in in, in this region, is we really are a campus school. Uh, many of our schools are commuter schools; so they're in larger cities, and people, you know, take the bus or whatever it is and they drive to campus and they take their classes and they leave. Mm -hmm. And the beauty of being on a campus, you know, the the quad in the evening is a great thing but what's really important is that you're with a community of learners Mm -hmm. and you can become engaged in that community of learners. Some of that community is totally informal, you know, it's ultimate frisbee, it's uh, sitting in the TSC and talking late at night or in the dorm room. Some of it is you can participate in all the, the the clubs. The majors have clubs, there are activities clubs, there are service clubs. <laughs> uh, and really where a lot of your education occurs is in talking to your peers and debating the issues of the day and talking about the classes that you've had. In fact, one of the things that I really encourage my students to do is to know one another to talk to each other outside of class but that's harder to do if you're not living in proximity to each other so the the commuter school is great for getting the classes and going home but living on campus can really make the college education richer and deeper yeah
0: well and i can i'll jump in here as we wrap it up uh, i can attest to that i know that um, you know being i was an out-of-state student but i had a lot of students who were actually from you know around cache valley some from logan some from smithfield and who were my uh, roommates at the LLC, the Living Learning Center, and same thing, I mean we would have a formal talks, informal talks, and in some ways the conversation is still going on. We still write each other through email, through all the different social media accounts, and I can't imagine it any other way. So yeah, I definitely, I highly encourage. You were probably the first person from Georgia those people from Smithfield met. That that is true. And we talked about that deep into the night. So yeah, I definitely encourage, um, you know, families who can to to try to have their students uh, live on campus or at least be involved as much as possible with uh, campus activities. So that wraps it up for today's episode. Uh, Make sure you like and subscribe. Uh, We'll put a lot of information and resources in the show notes. Uh, And thank you for listening to the Aggie Family Podcast.